I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. So let us commence. It's the Not The Weekend podcast with Frank Skinner, Emily Dean and Gareth Richards. I'm giving you the full names. Oh, we've got the surname. Oh, okay. New readers start here. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, you know, they know who they're dealing with. They can Google you, mm. you know. Oh, I hope they don't do that. Well, Google, Google Image <laughs> or Google Web. I might ask Jeeves you when I get home. Wow. Oh, how very 80s of oh, you. Yeah. Does it still work, ask Jeeves? I think so. I think it's just I was working with Stephen Fry last week. It just feels <laughs> right. <laughs> you ask Jeeves and you get nine pages of 84 come out the printer, telling you. Anyway, so um, I'm feeling unkind about Steve. It's a very... I, I admire intelligence in people. Mm. I do. No, I do. I, I often do. So do I. We all admire intelligence in people. No, but I, do you think we should be working commercial radio? That's what we're going to ask ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we seem, we seem ill-fitted in the extreme. Nevertheless, well, I well, to, to continue this theme, as it turns out, mm. I went to a, a poetry reading last week. Oh, wow. And it was, it was at the Royal Festival Hall on the south bank of the River Thames. Mm. And um, during the uh, interval, I was with I was with my girlfriend Kath, and you know you sit round and we don't because neither of us drink. There's no point in us going out during the interval, really. Mm. What about a nice ice cream? Don't fancy that <laughs> well, ice cream at poetry. That a bit common of me. Don't know. Ice cream at poetry, do you? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. Uh, now I we we did go out for a little bit because it was a half hour interval. Now that's that's, that's quite, quite a, a lot. And the reason you get big intervals at uh, poetry readings is because you're supposed to go and, you know, buy some books. Oh, uh, is that That's right? how it works, yeah. yeah, so they don't want to rush oh, you. I'm queuing for the popcorn. Yeah, uh, I didn't see much popcorn oh, on okay. the go. I'm not saying it wasn't there. <laughs> I think um, it, it, um, I think you could smoke a, a, a pipe in the interval. That was one of the, that was one of the options. Yeah, mm. outside, of course. Mm. Al fresco. <laughs> But no popcorn, I didn't see. Anyway, was it a particular poet, or was it? Um, it was ten, po- well, nine poets. Oh, to wow, be like super nine, group. nine of them. Yeah, it was the T.S. Eliot nomination, so it included such well-known poets as Seamus Heaney. Oh, oh yeah, Simon Alderton. Mm. Yeah, something about digging. Yeah, and that Sam Willits bloke who was, used to be a heroin addict and uh, was brilliant. Anyway. I'm not here to talk about poetry. It's an absolute radio podcast, for goodness sake. <laughs> Do you want to send the whole system into a spiralling explosion? No, no, no. When we sat there and we were looking at this audience, we're talking, you know, probably <laughs> thousand people. What happened then? Did someone just make a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking to... I said to Kath, I said, so who, who do you fancy? I said, do you pick a bloke who you fancy in the audience and I'll pick a woman who I fancy? Of course, as, new, as soon as I said it, I thought, that's a mistake. I'm going to let her pick one and then I'm going to change the subject. No, she's forgot there's some <laughs> obligation on me because if I pick a woman I fancy in the audience, I'll be paying for it until yeah. way past the Olympics. <laughs> so, also, um, Frank, you did ask this at a poetry reading. Yes. I'm not being rude about the assembled customers, but... Well, I am, actually. <laughs> well, there's no need. Well, because let me tell you, <laughs> neither of us could come up with one person in the room wow. 
who, even in a state of heavy drunkenness, <laughs> we'd even want to, um, not about share a bed, share a lift with. <laughs> and, I mean, that, they were clearly like-minded people that they were at this event, but there, there was, it, it was so sans beauty, it was unbelievable. Mm, wow. It was almost like people were doing it deliberately. <laughs> mm, um, so poet groupies are not, not, not fun. No wonder poets are so serious. Well, it might, it might have just been a bad night, you know what I'm yeah. saying, on the poetry uh, scene. Mm. But uh, anyway, but it did. I, a lot of I women was, in bright lipsticks and hats, I find, at those sort of gatherings. There's a lot of women who look like Sir Elton John. <laughs> if you can imagine Sir Elton John in leggings, um, a, there was a lot of women. Oh, I can. Oh, I'm sorry. And a, and a big forgiving. I didn't scarf. think you'd be able to. I didn't oh. think for a second you'd be able to, or, or otherwise I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have even tried it. So were you quite relieved in a way, Frank? Well, I was because, um, well, it's it's tricky with um, with. I, I once mentioned to Kath casually uh, that I'd been out with about seven women in succession before her um, over this period of about two or three years, where they all had cropped blonde peroxide hair mm. yeah and now every time we see a woman anywhere <laughs> near that look you know i'm talking annie lennox angus agnes angus deaton da- Ang- angus deaton <laughs> mark um, ronson has got an that image now. change no no it has that to be um, a woman well i say it has to be the woman she did once made a bit of an inference while i was watching um carl lagerfeld on the telly <laughs> <laughs> he's your type that's what she always says. <laughs> oh, she's your type. It Carl was a sort of um, Carl Lagerfeld is a man whose whose throat is out of control. Have you noticed that? He's, he's like my tur- favourite man in the world. He's got a turkey throat. I hope oh, you don't I, mind. I love him. And he wears a tight clasp. You know that Andy Gray thing when he says, "Here, would you like to come and top this in?" This is what Carl Lagerfeld says to people about his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to come and talk this in? <laughs> and of course, then it's not so offensive because you're only working around the Adam's apple area. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I did. Um, I basically like. I, I've always quite liked women who um, who look like men. Mm. Yes, you have. Make of that what you will. But Kathy's very sort of feminine. Yeah, she's like pretty. a nineteen fifties. Yeah, she looks Jane like a doll type. Yeah. yeah, a doll. A doll, like a pretty Victorian doll. Adele, does she? Yeah. I've never seen a doll with breasts like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, but it was. <laughs> anyway. No, but Frank. Yeah, I know what you mean. There was a Zola Bud thing going on. For a while, because yeah, he, he did actually like Zola But anyway, just talking about people you fancy, I, f- I find if I discuss women who, who Kath has... Like I said, oh, yeah, I'm working with this woman now on the show. There's a tension in the air. And I have to say, I'm working with this woman now. She is quite ugly. I oh, thanks a lot. I'm working no. with this woman on the show. <laughs> well, she is quite ugly. No, well, she knows. She knows you. So uh, <laughs> she's confident. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> she knows you as a friend, so she doesn't exactly. think anything's going to happen. But I, I find myself saying negative things about females uh, for no other reason than to make her think there's no way so, in the world yeah. he would possibly uh, strike. Hmm. You, do you get this with Laura? Or? Well, I think there's there's a balance between who you can say you fancy um, and I think it's whether how likely you are to ever meet that person is important. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's okay for, probably for me to say I fancy Alicia Keys. If I go home and say, do you know what, Emily 
is incredibly attractive. <laughs> yeah, well, this is not that Peter Kay advert. It's not on the <laughs> telly, but it's all, she says if you could just, you know, anyone, anyone at all, mm. and she's waiting for him to say a, a celebrity, and he yeah. says, oh, you're that dawn at work, and that is oh, a right. very bad answer. Yeah, but you see, this is what's difficult, because, Frank, if you say a celebrity, I mean, normally people mm. say that's fine with celebrities, but if you say a celebrity, you could be meeting them on Hole in the Wall next week. <laughs> that is true. So, actually, in fairness to Cass, she would be absolutely justified in feeling a little bit jealous. I should say, a hole in the wall is the nickname of a toilet I sometimes <laughs> in North London. Well, no, there is, there is always yeah. a, a danger of that. You can, uh, you can rave about a celebrity beauty in there. I mean, Will Smith, you know Will Smith, the uh, oh, mammoth, or the... Um, very familiar with him. Dependent, Independence Day man. Mm-hmm. He, uh, apparently, every film he does, he falls in love with somebody on the production. Mm. He gets completely infatuated. Oh, yeah. And he tells his wife about it, and they she'll phone him up and say, so, you know, what's she wearing today? And he's saying, oh, she looks gorgeous. And they're completely OK about it. Yeah. Are they? Well, <laughs> yes. Well, that's Are the they? thing as well, is, is whether if you, just, if you just, like, find someone very aesthetically pleasing, mm. stroke, are you actually in love with them? That's also. Don't dress it up with your aesthetic. I think fancy. You're you're still some Andy Gray at heart. (laughs) Yeah, I think fancying is different from. uh, What I hated most about the Andy Gray thing was when they were laying into the lion's woman and say, you know, she didn't get the offside. There seemed to be an underlying suggestion that male football officials aren't complete idiots, Mm. and I found that very, very wrong indeed. I have. I can show you hours of video evidence that male football officials don't understand the offside rule. Mm. I'm all for verbally abusing um, football officials. (laughs) But I think you have to be democratic. (laughs) Women, if they're football (laughs) officials, is fine. But on the grounds of the mean football officials, clearly I've got a frog in my throat. Too late, I've been fired. Oh, well, so... Frank, can I just say something also about this fancy people? So when... You know, if you see someone on telly... If you ever make the mistake, don't ever do this with a woman, because an ex-boyfriend once said to me about Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. We're watching her on telly, and you went, oh, feel sorry for her boyfriend. I said, what? He said, oh, yeah, that must be an awful life. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? So then this exploded. It was a bit of a row. Did was, he mean that men would always be hitting on he, No, he Fergie. essentially meant, I'd ra- it got into him saying, I'd rather go out with Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas than you. That's what it degenerated into, after oh. I prodded him enough. So... Then every time a Black Eyed Peas song came on, we had a row. We could never listen to it yeah, again. Yeah, I can see that. It's like it's a Pavlovian. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's difficult because, um, you know, I would, you know, walk down the road and say, that's a brilliant building. Oh, what a nice dog that is. Look at that cute kid. I love that painting. She's all right. We're in trouble. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it is just one, you know, one refers to beautiful things. Mm. Well, Cathy does that a lot, you see. So, Cathy, for example, she'll come out, she'll say, she sent me a text the other day saying, I loved your dress so much the other night, I want to marry you, which is really lovely. Mm, but if I'd sent you that, <laughs> yeah. she'd found out about it, well, I, I you'd have probably taken me to court. <laughs> and also, it was, well, she said to me, of men, like she said to me, of um, Hugh Laurie, oh, he's very beautiful. That's a Hugh strange Laurie. choice. Yeah. You see, I, I wouldn't be able to say that of. Dame Sybil Thorndyke. <laughs> but she's an agent. What if she ends up representing Dame Laurie? Sybil Thorndyke is an agent. Well, I'm siding with her immediately. I bet she's got some thrust in negotiations. Anyway, I, 
I'd be interested to hear from um, couples all over the land about this dilemma. I once mm. said to Kath um, on the strength of a, a magazine in a in a shop, "Oh God, uh, Scarlett Johansson looks good, doesn't she?" God, dear. I can't I can't watch her in a film now. Nightmare. Yeah, I've had to just blot her out my life. <laughs> if I refer to her at all, it's to say that she looks like a dock's bomb. <laughs> That's what I've been reduced to. Anyway, I tell you what, I, um, I tell you what I've never found especially fabulous. Ca- Cameron Diaz, who everyone thinks is very beautiful. Oh, you know, don't some, get it. You know, there's some beautiful people you think, oh, not for me. Mm. Angelina Jolie, can't see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's your one girl? Uh, you do, got... I, June Brown? Person. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where they're coming from, those people. <laughs> I have that prank with George Clooney. Apparently June really? Brown is much more Why are more two attractive. women gasping? Because yeah. I just said George Clooney. No, because I, I said fancy. June Brown. They're both desperate for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney, I, yeah, well, I think he's a handsome man, isn't he? It leaves me cold. Uh, they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find it very hard to double-guess who women are like, will like, rather. I went out with a woman who was obsessed with Christopher Lee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure uh, enough, she... Married David could have been worse. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. wasn't no, could have wasn't. been Chris, Christopher Quentin. It could have been, yes. That would Chris. have been bad. What, our Brian? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I went to... I'll tell you what I saw the weekend. Yowza, yowza, yowza. I saw um, Green Hornet 3D. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I liked it. Is it good? I liked it. Oh, I loved it. it. What is it? Some superhero thing? Exactly. He's, he doesn't have superpowers. Oh, he's, 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 a, he's a crime fighter. No? Is, he, is he avenging his father or something? I don't like it when they avenge a father. Well, no, his father <laughs> is killed. There actually, there's a Avoid bit of Hamlet. Father. You won't like <laughs> Hamlet at all. There's a bit of father avenging oh, going wow. on. But um, no, he doesn't really like his father. Anyway, I'm not going to plot. Okay. not going to mm. do that. But I, it was one of these... I don't know if you've ever had this. I was laughing a lot more than anyone else in the cinema. Mm. And I never know if that's a minus or a plus. Mm. Was it like um, Cape Fear when Robert De Niro's doing the creepy laughing sitting behind them? Yeah, well, I mean, the bit. person next to me, I put my thumb in their mouth. <laughs> Just, you know. So that's a Cape Fear reference for those of you thinking that's disgusting. <laughs> and also, in, you know, with swine flu and, and various other... The SARS. Is the SARS back? Mm. Can we check that? <laughs> um, I'll take a swab of your thumb. Thanks very much. Um, What's going on here? Oh, I don't know. Just let him have it. Okay. He's probably building a new me. <laughs> so, anyway, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved I like it so much. Year. And um, it turns out that a couple of days before, I'd seen Claudia Winkleman on her film show. Right. And, boy, had she laid into Green Hornet 3D. She hated it. Oh, did she? And when the other guy was on there, started saying, oh, come on, it's not that bad. She was looking into camera and miming the words, it's not funny. Really? Wow. And I, so I, I don't, un- I, I don't understand why she's. Uh, does she, is she? Does she know about films, Claudia Wilkerman? Yeah, she does. Okay. I'm going to defend her because she's my friend. Well, I've okay. always thought she was a lovely person yeah. until now. Oh no, oh. to put you off. No, I think she's a buffoon. No, she's not a buffoon. <laughs> I'll dismiss any of her opinion. I've never diametrically been so opposed to someone's view of anything. <laughs> right? I could meet a fan of Adolf Hitler. And I'll be able to say, well, you know, he, he kept pretty well groomed. Or something, a plus. But she hated Green Hornet 3D. I loved it. There was really? no... 
How can that be? But it's it's horrible when you disagree with someone that vehemently oh, over a film. <laughs> tell me about it. Um, now, will you actually tell me about it? <laughs> well, funny, this week, right, my mum, who I talked about last week, um, who does do some slightly eccentric things at times, she came, she went to see The King's Speech with my dad. Oh, yes. Oh, I saw that. Not with them. Um, she, she hated it. I went with them. They didn't know. I sat in the <laughs> row, row behind. <laughs> someone, yeah, they said someone laughed all the way through. Yeah, that was it. Way. What I was going to do Man is go to a Disney film mouth, and leave them at home, your parents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, my mum hated the King's Speech. She said, well, oh, I've seen that actor Colin Firth before and he doesn't stutter like that. I know he doesn't stutter <laughs> like that. So it's just stupid. I mean, what is it about? What is it about? It's just like the King and a man who's his friend helps him talk. I mean, so what? <laughs> and well, then I, my... can, I can see that, though. Mm. I, I thought that when I saw Tony Curtis in the Boston Strangler. <laughs> I thought I've seen him before, and I don't believe he does strangle people. <laughs> I think that's all talk. Bruno Gantz, again. Mm. Mm. And also in the King's Speech, Frank, which I know what your mum means. I mean, it's not that good. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. I haven't seen it yet. Is it not that good? And <laughs> FYI, Ed, Edward the Abdicator... It's my. It's just great. Much better character. I wish you'd been called Edward. Yeah, <laughs> that's what like I've Edward called him. Confessor. Yeah, that's I've renamed better. him that. Yeah. He needs that moniker. Um, Edward the Abdicator and Mrs. He was Simpson. With Mrs. Simpson. D- they just seemed like they were having such a laugh, and I kept thinking, I want to know more about your life, not this boring man who can't talk properly. <laughs> Awful. Well, I, I can understand that. Oh, there was wow. um, there was a thing on the on the news saying Colin Firth, as it turns out, doesn't even like the monarchy. Oh, yeah, I saw oh. that today. Yeah, which is which is again, it's Bruno Gantz. Doesn't even believe in mass extermination. Yeah, he's playing Hitler. <laughs> what a hypocrite! <laughs> That's acting, surely, as he's stuttering. Mm. I'd like to see a film called um, "The Heir to the Throne's Car," mm. which is about a bloke teaching Prince Charles how to open <laughs> the windows on a car when they're approached by student protesters. I mean, that would be you know, hours and hours of him saying, no, no, turn it this way, man. No, no, clockwise, Your Majesty. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, that, I'd love that film. Oh, that would be and then we could film. recreate my favourite moment when Camilla gets on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Uh, she leapt onto the floor. That that would be good. I, I, one thing I, I've, I, I, I don't really... Uh, I was surprised when I read about the King's Speech is that the theme tune is um, Changes by David Bowie. <laughs> oh, I think that's right. bad taste, isn't it? I, I, I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, Frank, in the King's Speech, this is the last thing I'll say about it, but... You I say hate what you damn well like Okay, but it. you know when there's a man and they meet a man and they hate him and then there's a point where they go, hey, maybe I'm wrong, which never happens in life because you hate someone and then you just never speak to them again. <laughs> <laughs> it should be more like real life. Um, I know it wouldn't true? be as entertaining. You don't constantly have these epiphanies all the time, which they do in films, which I can't bear. I think over to Gareth here. What's that? <laughs> Epiphanies in film? No, I think <laughs> hating someone and then deciding maybe I'll speak to him after all. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the story of <laughs> That's how me and Gareth get through this show. <laughs> you women are so unforgiving. Oh, that's it, you've been sacked. No, no, I, I'll tell you what, if you... <laughs> Sorry, Andy Gray there. Andy in, Gray there. In defence of the King's speech, after my mum's rant... That's the sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, after my mum's rant, my sister-in-law did say, yeah, but you did fall asleep, didn't you? 
so she yeah she did sleep through. yeah but it's not a great advert i bet she wouldn't no, have slept during she, green horn at 3d yeah she would have she falls asleep 20 minutes before the end of any film and wakes up for the credits and then you have to explain to her what happened <laughs> So yeah. it may just have been my dad's what acting wasn't very good at the end. What did she think of the usual suspect? <laughs> <laughs> she thought it all made perfect sense. Did she? I don't get it. So um, something happened to me on the way home from a gig this week that was um, a little bit uh, uh, unusual. I was in a service... Uh, it was after the gig. The gig was in Andover, and I was in a service station. Mm. And um, the service station um, attendant man, man behind the till, um, said to me, he wasn't... Um, he wasn't English. English was not his first language. Steady. I think he had come here no, from, well, this is getting from somewhere racist. else. I'm trying to say it in the least racist. There's nothing racist about it. He in was the least here. racist way. So <laughs> you're <laughs> hoping for a hint of racism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for no racism. In a racist I'm not sure way, it's the least racist way, at least. Why don't you say it in a non-racist way? This is a story about a man who's not from England, who, whose English isn't brilliant, but okay, I, I have nothing Are there against accents? any of those people. I'm not going to... I'm going with not... Accent. Oh, is that okay? It's not, okay. It's not as fun. Okay, okay. I'll do the act. No, no. Um, no. Frank, <laughs> you I think there, Frank is your, bluff. your I think show. It depends. It what depends. do you say? Well, it depends where he's from. Your gaff, your as rules, you know, Frank. There are some accents you can do and some accents you can't. Mm. Well, if he's from Eastern Europe, we're fine. Is he from Eastern Europe? No. It's no accents then. No accents. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be okay. And so he said to me, um, he said to me, well, the first thing he said to me was, um, are you enjoying life? Okay. Can you not sway your head from side to side <laughs> okay. when you're doing that? And um, Are you enjoying life? That's yeah. a great question for a man in a garage. Yeah. And I was in a, I was in the garage in Andover, so I was like, it's okay. Okay. At the minute. And um, I said, are Do you? Do you feel he was lonely? <laughs> I, he was definitely trying to spark up a conversation. He shouldn't do that on a garage forecourt. Could have killed you all. <laughs> okay. And he said to me, are you England? I said, part of it, oh, but no. I said, I, I, I'm English, and he said, um, he said, said, sort of said, I wonder if you can help. And, oh, he, um, he suddenly got articulate when he needed a favour. Yeah. 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 Um, it's funny because he, 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 you're speaking in broken English, but he did use some quite. So he wanted me. He, he communicated to me that he wanted me to help him with the grammar of a message he was composing to a friend of his. On a text, yeah. Um, not on a. T- oh. written on a piece Look, of in paper. A <laughs> I think That's it might going to go oh, in a please. bottle. He's <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been for a text, but I think he was drafting it. Was there a pigeon on the? Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> sitting on the top of the till, <laughs> wait, looking anxious. <laughs> okay. He's drafting no, a text on yes. paper. So what he sh- so he showed me what he had so far. Okay. I don't know if it was what he had so far or what he had received, but it was the start of the message, um, and. It said, boy failed in love, keeps beard. <laughs> boy <laughs> failed in love, keeps beard. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be, uh, that'll be a Tom Cruise. <laughs> but a girl... Could be Al Murray. <laughs> oh, oh, that kind of beard, yeah. yeah. Mm. Boy failed in love, keeps beard, but girl hides in her heart. And oh. he said, is that, is that right? Are you sure this isn't a headline <laughs> he's copied out of the Daily Star? <laughs> Boy failed in love, keeps beard, mm. but girl loses her heart. Yes. And he wanted oh. me, and he said, is that, is, is it correct, um, the grammar? Um, well, I like it. I like <laughs> the idea that in a, in, a, in a tempestuous relationship, one person could lose their heart <laughs> and another their beard. <laughs> I like the way he switches from the, the physical to the, uh, 
to the emotional. Yeah. Yes. No, I said the first bit, I think I know what you mean by that. Did Boy you? failed in love keeps beard. What does that well, mean? Well, because I think it means that, you know, if you're in a relationship, you might have to shave your beard off because your girlfriend might not like it. So you have to oh, make compromises to be in a... And maybe that represents your masculinity, At the least beard. you get to keep your beard if yeah. she's left you. You yeah, see, I left... feel that, that that might be uh, a saying of some kind. Yeah. This well, what was what the was, second part? So, boy, keep but then beard. He, but, it, but then he said, but I, I think the third bit, the, f- the second bit, and he said, is that right? But girl hides in her heart. And I said, well... Oh, girl hides in her heart. But girl... Oh. she should have hidden in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I said... It wouldn't be the first. I think it sort of sounds right, but it sounds like poetry. I'm not entirely... You know, it's... Mm. Um, so what we we drafted something and he said he wanted... How he long wa- were you in the gallery? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little while because he asked me for help and I'm a helpful person mm. you had a lot of time on your hands that evening <laughs> yeah what so time was this about this was about half past 11 at night okay. oh that's creepy <laughs> yeah well at first i was a bit worried when he seemed to be keen to so at midnight up. you were with this strange man <laughs> drafting text Draft- while your wife and child were at home <laughs> drafting poetry it's not the kind of thing you see on crime much is it when you see a cctv from an all-night garage <laughs> co-authoring and now a terrible case of co-authoring in andover it's in I've never seen that. Usually they're knocking him about. It's good on you for going in there and uh, and writing with him like so, that. So I think what what he said is that he'd. I think maybe he had received that and he wanted to reply back in a way. And he said he wanted to bump his friend. Oh, he wanted to bump him. What, so move I, him off the chat chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he meant like I want to shake him up, shake up what he thinks. And oh, I think I see. so. Oh, I hope that's what he meant. We didn't mean as in come on and do the bump. Do you remember no, the bumps on a seventies dance? I know the bump the and grind. Oh, bump and grind or the bumps. Oh. <laughs> um, so what what we drafted? So I, I got an idea of what he wanted to say, and this is what we came up with as the proverb that we were to send to his friend. Oh, it's a proverb now. I think oh, so. What you concocted? I, I polished it up. I've like put in some extra okay. words. Okay. Um, so a boy who has failed in love keeps his beard. But a gu- if a girl it changed it at all. But if a girl, no, the oh, second wait, bit, oh, sorry, bit. Sorry. and it's something different to the other one because he wants to say something. <laughs> um, but if a girl fails in love, she'll find someone else. I, this is what he wanted to say. I don't think it's better. Why does it make any more sense? Boy <laughs> fails in love, Frank. gets his beard. Woman fails in love, she gets someone else. <laughs> this is what he wanted no. to say to his friend. I think that. Um, oh, that's going to cheer him up. <laughs> I don't well, think it. I don't no, think it makes woman, more sense. Woman fails in love, loses about half a stone in stress, and then finds someone else much quicker. That's just, that's God's mm. way of get people yeah. getting their next relationship. So well, no, you're you're right. I, it wasn't exactly a closure. I what I did is I a policeman arrived. A policeman arrived, <laughs> yeah. not the poetry police. <laughs> called the cops and um he served the policeman and i said can i take a picture of this because i wanted a uh, a um a record a of the notes mm. and, he, and he said why and i said just because i want you know, the policeman so. no the man oh right and oh, so he I got not he turned then i think he got nasty. and then i um and then i left oh the did, policeman you, was there. did you take a photo yeah i took a photo yeah. he's all right with that yeah i'd like what worries me is that it could be some you know, big relationship decision that you've yeah. contributed and you don't even know what you're saying quite. <laughs> Some bloke could have well, left Isn't that his like life, everything but, in life? <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, you could have broken a marriage, a uh, family and everything, just on the strength of an ad hoc homemade proverb. Look, I hate it when that happens. Look, I just polished up the grammar. He really, he, he decided the meaning. 
I'd like to make Didn't that clear. Really also, it does sound a little grammar. bit a, li- a little bit sexist, and I want to say in the current climate, I do not endorse the views of that. Women well, can keep their beards as well if they want. Well, yeah, many do. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, um, my favourite proverb was always, marry in haste, repent at leisure. Hmm. Oh, I like that as well. I love the idea of repenting at leisure. <laughs> well, I'm going to repent now. Yep. So... I'll just get my feet up, <laughs> get, get my tracky <laughs> bottoms on. You could go to the leisure centre. Yeah. On the water well, I, don't, I don't see that as really... Not for me, I'm frightened of water. They make it sound quite nice. But the idea of getting cosy on the sofa and then really repenting about the fact that you got married is... I, I think that's... Do you know what I've never understood, Frank, is a friend in need is a friend indeed. Why are you... Does that, you're not a better friend because you've got a problem. <laughs> I'd rather a friend without who's not in need. No, I mean, I think it's a friend who is a friend to you when you are in need. It's not yes. made clear, though. Yes. <laughs> it's a, really not made clear. A lot of them are confusing. <laughs> like, like, starve a cold, feed a fever. People think if you have a cold, you're supposed to starve it. That's what I've always and thought. It, no, it means if you starve a cold, you'll, fe- you'll oh, feed a I've fever. Oh, I've never that's known that. Really? Yeah, it means if you don't eat when you've got a cold, it'll develop that true? into a fever. Yes. I thought you should starve the- Oh, I didn't well, I mean, know what? that. Is there any no. illness where this you're supposed to starve This is very bad news. That, yeah, it's called my life. But no, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know my that. Brilliant. I've always starved the cold. Oh, my God, I'm not doing you that again. Fall. Really? What does bird in the hand to in the bush mean, or whatever? You stay out of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not leading me into a Sky Sports incident. <laughs> so how was your posh do, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah. We had the in-style BAFTA party. Mm. Uh, oh, it's Emily, great, by the way, so, is um... the deputy editor of InStyle magazine. Very good. Mm. So and this was like an after-party thing for the BAFTAs? Was... No, a pre-party, darling. Pre-party. The BAFTAs oh. are in a while. Okay? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, pre-party, oh, as pre-party. in weeks before. Yeah, two weeks before or something. And you, did you organise this event? Yes, I did. Oh, my Stressful. invitation must have been lost in the, <laughs> in the post. Sorry, it's oh, not I'm good sorry, post Oh, I'm sorry, Gareth. No, I would have asked good, you. No, the postage isn't good. No one else in this room was invited. Frank? Okay. <laughs> um, Frank, no. Frank was invited because he's a celebrity. Um, mm. But um, I couldn't go. What? No, can I, I tell you what the excuse your management company gave? What? He's out of the country. <laughs> That's how yeah. desperate he was not to come. He no. said he was out of the country. I wasn't out of the country, but I was definitely... No, you did have some strange ukulele evening or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I can't remember. I but can't your remember girlfriend came... Yes. ...with the, the man about the house, uh, Rachel. Oh, yeah, they, they were both They there, were in full effect. <laughs> Can you play this if I'm not there? Surely it's just two women. Did they, um, oh, did they wear the masks? Because they could wear the no. French oh, yeah. mask that yeah. someone yeah, gave you, and then idea. that would have been like having... But they had a male friend who I really liked, actually. He's my yes. new friend. And so he sort of served... He was you for the night. Um, well. But it was a great evening, Frank. It was great. Well, there's a swimming pool. It was the rooftop of that members' oh, club. Sure, so there was a pool. Well, I was worried, because members can still use the pool. There was a woman swimming before oh, it right. started. I thought, I don't want her traipsing <laughs> through in old towels and, oh, bikini oh, no. falling I'm, off. I'm, Somebody get a net! Was that her name? She did that. Um, did she do that thing when you have to shower your feet a bit before you go on? You know those things where you have to get your scrub. Because you don't want you don't want some celebrity going on with Baruka. <laughs> do you know what it was? I think she was staying there rather bullishly. I think it was so. I was saying, well, you may have your party. I'm not getting out of the pool. Yeah, fair the enough. Lights were going on. The music was starting. <laughs> she was still doing laps. Well, you know, respect. Yeah. So then... People thought it was the worst synchronised swimming <laughs> display that had ever been organised. 
So then the celebrities started arriving. Oh, exciting. Mm. Heidi Klum. Oh, she's tall. She's <laughs> tall? She tall. Oh, she's ever so well, tall. Well, I've, I've met Heidi Klum a couple of times. I interviewed oh. her and I... Um... With seal or without? <laughs> oh, this is pre-seal. Oh, pre-seal. Yeah. Okay. Um, is his first name Ron or is that... Have I made that up? Um... No, she, uh, I, I tell you what I think about her. She's a kind of an identical picture of a beautiful woman. Yeah. So she looks like kind of what you expect a beautiful woman to be. But I, I like women who look slightly more, I like the director's cut of a beautiful woman. Do you know what okay. I mean? So I find her a little, I like those kind of news reporters you get on Sky. You know, they're slightly... slight. You know what I mean? They're slightly masculine women who, who you know, <laughs> went, who've studied a lot and went to... You know, you can imagine them at home with, like, a, you know, wet hair and a, a towel around them. Uh, maybe it was re- coming out of our pool. Yeah, maybe spectacles <laughs> on, reading Time magazine, that kind of... That's, oh, OK. A bit so, more complex, So I wasn't, I wasn't very... Yeah, Cracking pair of pins, though, Frank. I well, can say that. You well, two can't. Well, I'll tell you, I, I met Denise Van... Is it Ooten or Outen? Um, Outen. Okay. I, um, I met Denise Van Outen at the, uh, the crisp shoot, as oh, I like oh, to call yeah. it. Was she the only girl there? Um, well, she, she's going to wax us. The ones oh, my who, God, you said that. Yeah. That's an awful moment. The three who sell the <laughs> oh, least. Oh, I feel sick. The three who sell the least. I'm, I'm keeping going. The three who, <laughs> who, who, who sell the least amount of crisp, they have to be um, body waxed by Denise Van We've got to buy your crisps. I'm not having you doing that. I know. Because remember, so, so, you know, my Frank Roast dinner, Jimmy Concarney, Stephen Fryop. Can I be honest? He'd be the worst to wax. Stephen Fryop. I mean, he'd be a big job. He man out. Oh, he's a big old thing. When I made this point, I said, you know, I pity the poor wax. Whereas, you know, Jimmy. You and Jimmy would be quite a nice little job. Jimmy is so thin now. You could do that thing (laughs) that people do when they take lint off a black sweater. Just put a bit (laughs) of sellotape round your finger and you could could do Jimmy. A treat, but um, yeah. So uh, anyway, we she was uh, we had to do a photo shoot with uh, Denise. Also struck to me, it struck me that we've all had like puns on our names for these crisps. Mm. What if Quentin Crisp <laughs> had been involved in this? What the <laughs> hell would they have called the crisp? Just crisps. <laughs> crisp, crisps. Yeah, difficult. Anyway, uh, so sh- I never realised what, and I don't want to say this in any sort of a. A, a sort of leering way. I, I mean, I said to her, you know, mm. goodness. I mean, she has got the longest leg. She could, you could play snooker with Denise Van Ooten. Outen. Outen. And, um, with her legs. Wh- and when she played the shot, you know, they'll get out the long cue. She didn't even get out the long rest. You could put one leg on the table and just rest the cue <laughs> in between her. T- they are, so- she's like Stretch Armstrong. Wow. Incredibly long. I had no idea they were so long. You're going to have to be careful. I'm looking at you with... I'm a bit concerned. If she what had have we laptop, been talking about on this very podcast? If she was using a laptop on her lap and the modem was between her toes, <laughs> her reception wouldn't be very good. <laughs> That's how long her legs are. Anyway, so that was Heidi Klom. Oh. Who else came? Um, Heidi was that Tandy Newton. Is it Tandy or is it Thandy? It's Tandy. <laughs> See, I thought it was Thandy. I'm I glad you weren't she, there. I thought she was christened by Chris Eubank. <laughs> no, oh, she... Tandy Newton. Yeah, Tandy. Stupid name. Oh, I'm glad you weren't there. You would have ruined it. Stupid name. <laughs> well... David Baddiel was there, Frank. Um, he, in fact, the male model David Gandhi was there. You know the very good-looking oh, one? He's yes, very thin, isn't he, oh. David Gandhi? 
<laughs> you know David Baddiel. No. Um, David, David Gandhi's is the one that wears like a big white nappy and little round spectacles. Right, you know who he is, don't <laughs> yes, you? Yes, the one. The one saw, with the white pants, like white in pants, the boat. Yeah, but sometimes I, yeah. I think I saw him on the cover of a magazine. Oh, you will have on the shelf. He said, fast. "I said to him, Lovey's like Gandhi on a shelf." <laughs> I asked Love him, "Who is like... the most stylish, best-looking man there?" You know what he said? David Baddiel. Wow. He said, "I think he looks great." I'm not joking. So they don't let him choose his own clothes. <laughs> so what was David Baddiel um, wearing? Well, he's well. He had he had his sort of. Um, it's a bit New York film intellectual look. He has like a black suit and skinny black tie. You know his glasses as well. He had a little bit of a look going on. He looked good. Oh, well, I, um, I, I on the celebrity front, I met uh, Doctor Jonathan Miller. Did you this week? Oh. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to an opera at the uh, Coliseum in London, and uh, he directed it, and he was just standing there in the corner, and I looked at him and he looked at me, and I kind of assumed, foolishly, that he'd know who I was, arrogantly perhaps, and I went over and shook his hand, and he looked utterly bemused. He looked like I was going to help him across the road or something. I mean, he he was, and I'll tell you something, he's about, what is he, 80? Yeah, he's knocking he, on he that looked, one. He looked older than that. He looked like he'd had his face underwater for a few hours <laughs> and it gone like your fingertips go in the bath. <laughs> and he had jeans on. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and now I had my birthday this week and I look, I had jeans on. I don't know if you noticed, you saw me on my birthday. Yeah, I did notice. And I, I went and I looked in the mirror after and I had a flashback to Dr Jonathan Miller in jeans and I thought maybe I can never, ever wear jeans You're not again. that old, Frank. No, I think... As if, Daisy pointed out only last week, Ronnie Wood's older. <laughs> yeah, I just think if I see a man that old in jeans, I assume he must have pooed the other trousers. <laughs> and that's, that's all they could find. That's, and I don't... I'm, I'm actually thinking there's an age now where jeans... What do you think is the cut-off point for jeans? Oh, I don't um, think you should wear cut-offs. <laughs> <laughs> that would have looked grotesque. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. <laughs> 